Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews for Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialists. Yeah, welcome to Off the Bench, Scotty Sattler. Good or oh, hello? Yeah. Good hello. You sound like uh, Robin Williams then. Good morning, Vietnam. How are you, mate? I'm very good. Very good. Um, looking forward to another tremendous round of rugby league. There's a couple of clashes that um, I'm here yeah, waiting with great appetite. To, well, the Raiders storm, right? On, yeah, on Saturday, and another game as well. There's something I'm really looking forward to as well. So, But, yeah, it's just great to see just slowly we're just seeing all codes that are starting to come back. Uh, West Indies playing England and cricket in Southampton, which started. Geez, they're doing all right, the West Indies. Going great, you know. So um, 140 kilo off spinner as well. So um, There's a chance for me yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, really looking forward to this weekend's uh, rugby league. Also, uh, the AFL, which, you know, I've been watching with trepidation because I I don't like the new, some of the new changes to the format, the the four minutes each quarter taken off. I I know why they want to do it. I know why there's a method to the madness, but I'm not enjoying the quality of AFL at the moment. Well, I'll be going to my first AFL game this weekend. So Which one? Uh, Swans Swannies and Richmond. And Richmond. But okay. here's, the, here's the interesting thing, mate. So you've got the Swans playing in Brisbane, mm-hmm. and then you had Brisbane playing at the SCG. Yeah. Against Geelong. Weird, weird world we live in, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a strange world. And I'm just thinking, why didn't they? But I'm happy because I'll get to see my beloved Swans. However, because you can only get tickets through a ballot at the moment, my mate. Just has, amongst members? Only yeah, members. amongst members. Yep. Yeah, and then the rest go on sale, I think, to okay. the public. But yep. uh, my mate's a Richmond supporter, so he applied for a couple of tickets. So now I've got to sit with Richmond supporters. But the good thing is, I'll be the only one there with teeth and a job. So, so you be- can't use that with it. Why Every not? team that you don't like, mate. Rich, have you been in? a You crowd said with that Richmond? about. You actually said that, or you or Badge said that about um, Penrith people once, and I took great offence to that. Mate, have you sat in the crowd with Richmond supporters or Collingwood supporters? Have no, you? see again, you are vilifying a certain section of fans. I'm vilified, mate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit. In Should they be feeling sorry for you? Absolutely. They're all saying to each other, "There's this dude that's going to come and sit with us this week." Honestly, he is. I said to my mate, "Weird, he's strange." Right, I'll drive, and he goes, "We're with the Richmond supporters." Said, "You're driving. I can't sit there and not have a beer now." Now, listen. Uh, round nine continues in the NRL, as yep. you said. Roosters on fire. Holy moly! Men and against boys. Uh, but not, as much as they're on fire, and we'll get to Thursday night's game, but. Um, the Cowboys' defence, holy moly. That, oh, I don't know what happened at half-time. I know. Yeah, and there was a couple of really big sliding door moments that um, where the Cowboys could have taken taken control of that, and uh, they didn't. Uh, they, they let an opportunity slip, and it changed the entire momentum of the game. Yeah, absolutely incredible. So we'll get to that as well. Uh, we'll get our performances of the week. Mine's a little bit left of centre. Uh, this week, I, I got a feeling I know which one yours is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a certain winger who found the try line a few times uh, on Thursday nights, and uh, we'll also preview the rest of the games for round number nine. But right now, let's get to this time on off the bench to look back on the news of the week. Yeah, well, let's have a look at this and some. Uh, the, I guess probably the biggest story in the NRL this week. Oh, look, apart from Fenil Blake, is probably Andrew Fafida. And what's David going, Fafita. Sorry, David yeah. Fafita and, and what's going I wrote down Andrew Fafita. David, are they related in any way at all? I think they're cousins. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, David Fafita and what's going on with the contracts. Yeah. Uh, at the time of doing this, we don't know what's going on. 
Um, I'm hearing it's 50 grand difference now between what the he Broncos, wants to stay at the Broncos. And, yeah, that's clear, and he wants an extra 50 grand. Yep. So, I and mean, many out there from when you talk about rugby league circles, oh, it's only fifty thousand, but fifty thousand has got to come from someone else or some other player that you're planning to maybe upgrade, whatever it may be. It's a lot of money. Over a million dollars, the Gold Coast Titans have offered him one point two five million dollars, and um, they've got Ash Taylor who's on a million dollar contract or thereabouts. You can't manage a salary cap when you've got two players. No. You really have to construct a salary cap around those two players, and therefore you have to try and take on players of um, of lesser value, of uh, less experience, mm. who aren't going to be able to give you the answers you need on a week to week basis. Do you think? And you've been involved with the Titans, mm-hmm. and you've been involved in putting together team lists. Do you think they're dodging a bit of a bullet by him not going there? Because let's say he's like at the moment he's injured, not not. Uh, uh, yeah. And he's being missed by the Broncos. Due back next week, yeah. Right. Like it's a big hole to fill. If your one point two million player is off the park, and as you say, mm. you've got to you've got to you know uh, get other players around him that don't cost a lot of money. If he's out, you've that's... well, it's the gauntlet that you run when you're putting together a list, and it's because it's such a high collision sport. Unfortunately, injuries come with it, and it's. You it's like Ash, sorry, it's like Ash Taylor. He's been out injured and his form's been down at times. Yep. Well, there's a million bucks. Yeah, but that comes down to poor, poor management, poor recruitment at the time well, when, then when you, they signed him for a million dollars or nine hundred odd thousand dollars. There was no other club that was negotiating against the Gold Coast Titans. They were negotiating against themselves. Crazy. Yeah. So it was it was poor recruitment. So Sats, if you've got a one million dollar player in Ash Taylor, how long has he got left? I think he's got one more year. Okay, and one then you got and then one you or two have, more years. Okay, then you have David Fafida for one point two mil. There's two point two. What's the salary cap? Well, it's nine point nine million. So it's rounded off at ten million. It doesn't leave a lot for how many more players? Well, in the current in the current climate, you're looking at 30, 30 players, and then five are what they class as development players. Right. But it looks as though Not that a lot may, of money is it? It looks as though that it may come back down to twenty six players in your. NRL squad and right. four development players that you can't use same, before July 1st. Are they cutting back the cap as well in cost No, cutting? no, no. Peter Volandis wants to keep the cap right, at the okay. exact amount. And right. so that means there'll be more money for, for l- less, players. less players. So okay. you, you can carry two players, but they've got to be players in key positions that have a huge effect on your game. Now, David Feeder, don't get me wrong, an exciting player. But to be quite honest, there are some games where he's rocks or diamonds, and he's only 20 years of age, so he's yeah. still learning how to actually get an identity within the side uh, and what position he plays and what role he plays in the side. To throw a million dollars at him, when some games he'll run for 200 metres, some games he'll run for 60 or 70 metres, yeah. for only you know, 10 to 15 sort of ball carries, that's a lot of money in one player. Who is the million dollar forward in the game? Like prop. Jason Tamalolo. Tamalolo. Well, he's he's thirteen. But yeah. Well, he sort of plays. He plays he's like a, a he plays like a third front rower. What about Haas? Payne Haas. Well, he is a guy that um, that you would talk about upwards of around seven fifty to your sort of eight hundred and fifty thousand dollar players. What about the year Clemmer's having? Well, again, um, Clemmer's got a tremendous offload, and he, which he's just introduced into his game. He looks fitter, mate. He does. And he's not a, what they call a fast twitch fiber player, like a really quick feet. He's like yeah. a big loping front row, but he's he's finding his, he's, that he's still one of the key front rows in the game. Again, he sits up around that Payne Haas sort of number. Hargraves would be a mill, wouldn't he? Well, no, he wouldn't because he's, he's in his 30s. 
Yeah, right. Okay. But geez, you'd, I'd pay him a million bucks and get him to the Titans rather than David. No, he no, can't because tied because of his age as well. Yeah. You know, you, the, your age, a lot of the time when you look at a, a scale or a graph, you look at it around sort of 25 to sort of 28 when you're earning your biggest money, 29. And then you've got to expect to start coming back down on a on a downward spiral when it comes to your contracts. So, you know, it's, there's only a very few players that you pay a million dollars to, but they have to have their hands on the ball more than every other person in the team. Yeah. Your fullback, your halfback, your five eights, um, maybe a hooker. Your front row if they play eighty minutes. Mm. So there's only very few okay. positions that are worthy of it. The other big story from the week, as I said, for Newell Blake, um, I'm not going to talk about him at the moment. He's outburst uh, yep. on the field, and enough's been said about that. But what about John Hopawade coming out and saying what he said? When he said he would have called Grant Atkins, who is a, I reckon is a very good referee, He's by the, the way. He's the best official in the game. You reckon? Okay, yeah, right, absolutely. He, he said, I would have said the same things. What message does that send oh, to, yeah, to yeah, players, uh, young players, or do they just go, listen, oh, mate, you're just an idiot. Go away. It's a gigglethon. It's, it is? It's, uh, Why would he come out and say that? Oh, because that, that's though? Hopper. I mean. Is he that loose? No, no, he's or not. Or is he after attention? He's not after attention. He's just, Hopper's his own man. And he doesn't care about what people think of him. And but why would you come out and say, what do you got to gain? Well, someone would, have, someone would have tried to, would, would to try and antagonize him to come out with a comment. Right. Of some nature, and he's always going to accommodate because, again, like I said, whether you, whether you like or dislike John Hopewadi, he's um, he doesn't care what people think about him, and a comment like that is just water off a duck's back to him. Now, it's not that I agree; I don't agree with it at all. I I think the response like that is is qu- quite immature to be quite honest. I'm shocked by it, mate. Yeah, and and not educated, whatever it may be. I didn't like what Adam Fanua yeah. Blake said as well. Yeah. Um, but I with with, just, with Hopper, it's just it's just immaturity. It's think, just it's it's the lack of intellectual um, intelligence. I don't agree. No, sorry, with, emotional intelligence. Yeah, yeah. And and I think um, I think intelligence. Full stop. Um, mm. I, I I actually think Fanua Blake and I, whilst I think what he said was absolutely appalling, I actually believe him that he's sorry for what he said. I don't think he realised the effects that he would have on the greater community. Uh, by saying that, and you know I, what, Jace? I genuinely think he's sorry for what he said. It's the greatest education that he can have. Absolutely, yeah. You can throw him into a special needs school, like they're saying, to to help him appreciate mm. um, and different forms of society and, and acceptance and and that. But what's happened to him is the greatest education ever. Because yet, I don't agree with what he said. I thought his explanation spoke of many, many families over many, many decades where the phrase that he used today is not acceptable. Absolutely. 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, unfortunately, was used as a basically an everyday term. Leighton Hewitt at the US Open. Yes. Used it as well. And he copped it for that, but not as much as for Neil Blake. So Adam Fanil Blake has come out and said, you know, growing up it was just a term that was used and now as I'm older and mature, I should have been a little bit more intellectual around the effect that that can have on people in the society. So I agree with you. I think he is is, um, apologetic, but it, it doesn't. Soften the blow that he should no, receive. No, it doesn't. No, don't. Yeah, and and but I I understand. He's standing there, cap in hand, facing the media, which I love, and yep. going, you know what? I didn't realise. 
and I like that. You got yeah. to, you got to admire their honesty. Hey, I want to get back to um, back to Belmore, like the Bulldogs. How's this? The proposed twenty five seat stadium described as a mini Bank West at the centre of a two hundred and fifty million dollar homecoming plan. Well, this is on the back of the ANZ, uh, the stopping the refurbishment yeah. to ANZ <clears throat> Stadium, which I think is a, a great idea. I think if we can start using most of that money to to use it on some of those these small boutique stadiums. So which, uh, first of all, Belmore, I used to love going past on the train when mm. I go into the city um, and just hope to see if I could see the Bulldogs training. I used to used to love that all the time. Oh, because you're from that area, aren't I'm from, you? I'm from Yaguna, which yep. is next to Bankstown. So, um, yeah, it was really good. I used to go that way to the city just in the hope of I used to love it when an opposition Bulldogs. player was kicking for goal from the sideline or whatever it may be, and the train used to come past yeah. and just honk the horn as, ha- as loud as they could. What other stadiums, mate, do you think could get a facelift in Sydney? Well, Leichhardt, definitely, yeah, 100%. Now, yep. the biggest argument with Leichhardt is that uh, it's too hard to get in and out of one street, yep. one skinny street, and I get that. But what I love about Leichhardt is the traditional walk to the ground, which is big in the EPL. And it's big in the NFL as well. It's a game day experience. It is. You've got the old, you got the old yeah, hot the dog pub, guy that yeah. still sits on the same corner and yeah. has been there for 30-odd years. And it's part of the day. And that's what I love about Leichhardt. If, they could, build a, if they could build a little boutique stadium of about eighteen to 20,000 people at Leichhardt Oval, I think that would be – it would be one to be so picturesque. Aesthetically, it would just be so beautiful to see and be so beautiful to look at. Uh, you you would try not to lose that the Wayne Pierce Hill. Mm. You'd, you'd want to try and keep that in oh, some you, way. You can do that. Um, but I, I think Leichhardt definitely. People are saying Campbelltown and and Penrith. I think Penrith's eastern side stand, the one that's in the camera view, could probably do with a an upgrade. That's probably just me with their emotional connection. But yeah, I, I don't know about Campbelltown. And, and I'm not, I love not Campbelltown. Yeah, I, I know you do. But I love that stadium. I, I don't think there's enough games played there every weekend. Yeah, you're it, right. And it'd only be the West Tigers, to be honest. So well, be... the only reason why Leichhardt's not used is because it doesn't tick all the boxes from... That's right. Yeah. I think you've got to choose between Campbelltown and Leichhardt. And I'd love to see 18,000 people at Leichhardt. Imagine if that's 18,000 members. Mm. You've got great facilities. You've got your... Your restaurants, your coffee shops, your hot dog guy, everything, going there on a Sunday afternoon. How magical would that be yeah. for the whole family? I think that'd be great. Uh, what about Cogra? That's done, isn't it? That's Cogra's had some upgrades. I'd love to see Cogra come in closer to the sidelines because it's a circular field. Mm. So it'd be, um, it'd be good to see it coming closer. But I, I like the stands. It's a cricket oval too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, I like the stands that they've put at the north eastern corner right they're, they're really good looking stands again it's one of those it's a little bit like wind stadium which had a really big upgrade but they kept the hill they did the same at at cogra or net strata yep i'll put one to you i know south have put it to their members where they'd like to see them play home games redfern redfern see you just inner city football well, oval. You, you beat me to the punch redfern out of all of them redfern and leichhardt and belmont should be the three projects they focus on okay because Redfern, a boutique stadium, you'd have to make it more than 25,000 people, I think, because one, because of their members, two, because it's in a city, you'd draw a lot more fans to the game who really don't want to get on a train out to ANZ Stadium, watch a game that's, that's you got, it's got mind, no soul you when you're sitting in the stand. 15,000 people there and it looks like there's no one there. Exactly. So they're the three projects. 
that I hope they work on. Oh, Redfern would be very good. Um, Queensland, not really. Suncorp's okay. Seabus is okay. Geez, I'd, I'd like to see something around Seabus. I'd love to see like some pubs or restaurants. Again, game day experience. Fans just don't want to go to the ground. They want to go and have a bite to eat, a drink. Uh, even at even at ANZ Stadium, you go and have a couple of beers beforehand or after. You know, make it a day out. I think Suncorp's the same. Suncorp's, Suncorp's got brilliant. Got a, Caxton got a, Street, mate. And there's a there's a new bar that's sh- and and oh, restaurant that's straight this. across the ro- street from yeah. it, which is um, it's a great idea. Yeah, the game day experience has got to be more about the two hours in the stadium. It's that time for an off the bench Friday night preview. All right, mate, tonight the Rabbitohs, the Mighty Bunnies, mm. are taking on the West Tigers, 7.55 at Bank West. May I start off by saying this is the game uh, that I'm most nervous about as a South supporter. I thought Souths were pretty ordinary well, last week Are you nervous, Jace, because of the way Souths are playing, or are you nervous the way the West Tigers both. potentially could play? I'm pl- both. I reckon the better the round this week is is the West Tigers plus four and a half against the Rabbitohs. Mm. Um, if I wasn't a Rabbitohs supporter, I'd be picking West Tigers. I, I like what they're building, uh, and I like the way they played against Panth- Panthers last yep. week. South, uh, ordinary against the Bulldogs. And again, the Bulldogs pressured and pressured and pressured, but they've, you know, the Bulldogs are the Bulldogs. They've got limitations, right? Uh, and and South, and the, who they played the week before the Bulldogs, they were ordinary there as well. They lost. In fact, oh, they played Penrith, I think. They actually played the Panthers, and they lost to the Panthers, and they just beat the Bulldogs. They've been struggling, South, and I think West are doing some pretty. West Tigers are doing some pretty good stuff, Sats. Yeah, they are. I, I, I like the way that um, I like the way that Michael Maguire has is always been renowned as being one of those one of those coaches that um, has that real hard edge to him, mm. and I like that it, it, it takes a bit of time to to be able to put your Put your prints, your fingerprints on a side, and he's slowly doing that, uh, Michael Maguire. And I thought their effort last week against the Panthers, the intensity they played, it was one of the quickest games we've seen this year. For about 65 minutes, it was just, it was breakneck speed. And I thought they kept up with the speed of that game, which is really, really impressive. They're tough, they're resilient. You're right, if they're going to win a game, it's going to be a really gritty win. And I think he's finally getting his way, Michael Maguire. Are the Rabbitohs a top, genuine top four team? I don't think the way they're playing at the moment. Again, I just think I like their simplistic approach because it's the best way to win rugby league games. But I think you've just sometimes just got to have something that jumps out of the box, whatever that may be. And I, I just feel as though that the biggest, I suppose the biggest argument against South is that they can sometimes be really predictable. What do you mean by that? Well, um, maybe just their game plan. Their go-to players are very predictable. Where they're lining up, where you, where your Reynolds and and um, Cody Walker, well, eighty percent of the time that's where the ball is going to go. When they won the comp, I know that they're always going to the left hand side, left hand side, left hand side. Then Benny Teo come to their right hand yeah. side, and he became another target. So it was really difficult to to read where the ball was going to go. So that's I just, where John Sutton's a loss. John Sutton was, and again, he was another key yeah. player on that left hand side. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, I just think at the moment they're because they're not sure of what their makeup of their side is. They're playing a real simplistic approach, which wins more games than loses. But if you come up against a really good defensive side, 
it's going to struggle. Did you see enough in the uh, Tigers last week against the Panthers to suggest they're a finals team? Or, Absolutely. Or ninth? No, no. They're, they're, they've improved right. in previous years, and, and it's just due to Michael Maguire and the work ethic that he puts into his players or expects. Back. And Benji back? I think Benji off the bench is going to be a – be fired up. Well, he's going to be the – I think he's going to be the jack in the box they need in the for the rest of the season. Yep. He could be that surprise packet that comes on for like a fifteen or twenty minute stint yep. and turns the entire momentum of the game. Okay. Um what about this for a juicy clash? Damien Cook versus Harry Grant. Yeah. Two completely different styles. You've got the speed of Cook, who looks for an opportunity, doesn't need his forwards to be It's been subdued this year though. He has. Yes, because everyone just thought with his new six again yeah. rule that as soon as there'd be six again, Damon Cook would just take off through the middle of the field. Well, oh. defenders are just holding their ground, which means he just runs in the bodies. But Damon Cook doesn't need his forward pack to win the middle because of his speed. But Harry Grant has got amazing rugby league intellect. He's thinking well ahead of anyone else. For a man of his age, it's very impressive. So... Two different architects. Cool. This is uh, Off the Bench, by the way. Uh, we are doing it thanks to our great mates at uh, Bob Jane T-Marts, where, geez, I tell you what, you can get some uh, good deals on some tyres there at the moment. How about this, Sats? Have a listen to this. Buy three, get one free, and up to $100 cash back on selected brands. Best tyre price guaranteed. You're listening to Off the Bench, Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists. We'll be back soon. We're back. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T. Mars, tyre and wheel specialists. On Off the Bench, a Thursday night NRL review. Yeah, the Roosters beat the Cowboys, Sats, 42-16 on Thursday night. It was an absolute demolition. Uh, Ikuvalu, Ikuvalu, sorry. Ik- Matty Ikuvalu, yep. Five tries. Mm-hmm. First time since 1955 from a Roosters player. Um, quite amazing. And we, we spoke about um, his preparation wasn't expected to 20 play. 20 minutes. That's how you should do it. Tap on the shoulder. You're out there to play. Scores five tries. That reminds me of the time I was playing rugby union in, mm. in Hobart. Uh, who was I playing for? It doesn't matter anyway. And uh, I, had a, I remember doing a McHappy Day in the morning. And as I was leaving to go to my reserve grade match, the manager goes, would you like a, a, anything to eat? And I've gone, right, I'll, oh, a big Mac. He goes, look, here's two. And I feasted on these Big Macs, had a blinder in reserve grade, sitting there about to crack a beer in the sheds when first grade's about to run out. And the coach goes to me, we've got an injury. You need to be on the bench. Within five minutes, I'm playing first grade. With two Big Macs in two your guts. Two Big Macs in my gut and, and, and a sip of a beer. But I had five minutes warning, mate, and uh, I had to fake an injury and come off at halftime. <laughs> I was buggered. So but you didn't score thing. four or five tries. I, I yeah. did nothing, mate. I yeah. was chafed to the eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> but, mate, but same thing, I had five minutes to prepare for the game of my life. Uh, it was um, it was men against boys at some stage. It was, um, wasn't it? There's one stage there where there's one stage there when um, the heat was turned on both the sides and and it was six nil up, the North Queensland Cowboys, a kick at goal by Kyle Felt. He missed it from in front. He hit the upright. The Roosters get the ball back when they in the next set of six. That's cool. Go the full length of the field, six all. Halftime break, six all. And then before you know it, they'd scored something like seven tries. In, no, they scored again before halftime too. But yeah, 12-6 yeah, at halftime. Yeah. They scored six or seven tries in 15 yeah. minutes. It was, 
It was ridiculous, and before you knew it, the game had just blown out. This is what JT had to say about their defence. Jonathan, what do you make tonight of the Cowboys' defence? Oh, it's been, it's been flimsy. Uh, they started the, the first half really well. Uh, there was a lot of energy. Their attitude and their effort uh, towards defending was great. But the worst thing that happened to them was half-time. And when uh, half-time happened, their second half has just been diabolical. Uh, their defence has been atrocious. On the left edge last week, it was the right edge. Uh, this week, the left edge. They've had some injuries, but um, you know that's not an excuse to defend the way that they're defending. And good, it, it's nice to hear JT come out and say that and be honest. Well, he has to now that he's got a job in the media. He has to do he it. He has to. You know, he can't walk on the fence. And he, but in saying that as well, he was, you know, he was spot on. Yeah, yeah. There, there are some really young players there that are still learning how to play in. Like a lot of young players in that Cowboys side, mm. but not to be beaten by forty, nearly fifty. But what about even in attack? Drinkwater dropping a couple of balls ten meters out I on know. attack. Roosters buggered on their line. Yep. You know, and they had all the momentum. They, they were just – they're coach killers, mate. Yeah. Um, after the game, of course, I mean, the Roosters are pretty wrapped with the win. Uh, geez, they keep it under under wraps. Um, Joey was interviewing um, – I've got to love Joey. Joey was interviewing Teddy in the rooms afterwards, and he's not happy with the Roosters, uh, Joey. Teddy, you fly home tonight. What happens on the plane on the way home? I don't know. Last week was pretty depressing. Last week was pretty quiet and depressing after we, we lost this storm up here in Brizzy. So hopefully there's a bit more energy on this one. We've got a, got a long flight, so hopefully we'll get a bit out there. I mean, do you, do you hydrate on the way home, <laughs> if you know what I mean? Um, we actually we got another we got another Thursday game, so after after next Thursday we'll yeah, that's seven days away. Yeah. <laughs> I speak to other people. Yeah. Okay, well, private you jet. You wouldn't to do that, would you? You go up to Townsville and you win yep. by 40-odd. You've got about eight blokes out. And you get on the plane and you can't get on the syrup. <laughs> Mate, thank God I played when I did. It's far out. <laughs> I love him. He's about to drop the F-bomb then. He was. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love him too, you know. I, I love how uh, how honest and open he is. But uh, it's for Joe, it's about quality as opposed to the... The quantity, the amount that he talks, I I love his approach to life. Yeah, thank great. God I'm not playing now. Uh, this is off the bench. Thanks to our mates at Bob Jane Team Arts, tire and wheel specialists. We'll be back in a sec. You're listening to Off the Bench, Bob Jane Team Arts, tire and wheel specialists. We'll be back soon. We're back. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane Team Arts, tire and wheel specialists. Yeah, I love it. Uh, every uh, every weekend on Off the Bench, we get our Racing Queensland update. Race at your place, racingqueensland.com.au. Chris Nelson joins us. Sats, g'day, Chris. G'day, Jase. G'day, Sats. How are we, guys? Yeah, good, mate. Good, good. Now, how, how are we looking this weekend? Oh, Sunshine Coast is uh, hosting a couple of uh, big races. Yeah, we've got a feature day at the Sunshine Coast on Saturday. We've got uh, race seven is the Group 3 Winx Guineas, of course, named after the champion mare. This is the inaugural mm. running of uh, the race run under her name. And race eight is the Glasshouse Handicap, the listed race over uh, 1,400 metres. All right, mate. And a bit of rain around southeast Queensland uh, over the last few days. Yeah. What's the track? What's the, how's the track looking? Very, very soggy. Uh, as a heavy nine this morning. I was out there this morning and it was raining at the time, so I can tell you it's not going to get much better than that. So we need to look for horses uh, over the uh, over the program that have handled wet that tracks before. Or look as though they will. Yeah, we need to bring. They need to bring their snorkel and flippers, guys. There's no doubt about that. All right. What do you got for us? 
Well, I've got one in that uh, fits that category beautifully, and it's the winner of the Glass House last year. That's uh, race eight, number three, River Racer. She's, uh, she's an absolute swimmer. She won the race on a heavy track last year. She won uh, one race after that, and she hasn't done much since, but they've all been on dry ground. She can improve out of sight on a heavy track tomorrow, and I think she'll run really, really well. That's race eight, number three, River Racer. Last time I looked, she was around the $10 mark, so that's good value. An appropriate name too, River Racer. I love that. <laughs> yes, it'll be like a river down the straight tomorrow, I think. <laughs> All right, Chris, with the help of Sky Racing and Tab, race at your place. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Have a great weekend, matey. You too, guys. All the best. Who gets a mention in our Off the Bench Performance of the Week? All right, Sats, what, what performance did you like during the week? Well, mine was, because it's during the week um, and it's the, the first round of the, the NRL round nine, Matty Ikevalu, who's the winger oh. that came in in jersey number 21, Brett Morris hurt his groin. He went into the game with a groin injury, but during the warm-up, just didn't feel right. Pulled out 20 minutes before kickoff. Matty Ikevalu gets a tap on the shoulder and says, guess what, mate? You're on the right wing. It's a great story, this kid, because he hasn't been playing. He's, his partner, who lives on the Central Coast, has got to live separated from him because of the isolation rules because yep. she's a nurse. Yep. And um, in 2017, I think it was, he was going to give up footy to take up a teaching degree wow. because he just wasn't getting a yep. start. Yep. And now gets a start last night. He's played a couple of first-grade games, but last night, after 20 minutes notice, scores five tries. Uh, Amazing. Do you drop Brett Morris now and keep him in the team, or do yeah. you drop him? Mm. I think I think Ryan Hall, the other winger, the Pommy winger, who hasn't scored a oh, try in the NRL at the moment. Poor bugger. He scored on full time last night. But yeah, it, was it was a, a forward, forward pass. Yes. Uh, my my performance of the week, David Gower, and what he had to say yeah. regarding the Fenua mm. Blake outburst during the week. You know, under no circumstances, particularly on national television, can we ever speak to an official like that? It wasn't good enough, and he's apologised for that, which is good. Um, it's not a good example to be setting for young footballers, young boys and girls and men and women. There you go. Eels forward, David Gow. Very well said, mate. Now, listen, during the week, uh, I had the pleasure of catching up with uh, Ivan Cleary uh, from the Panthers. Panthers. He's good chat. A, he's very animated, actually. It was good. He's had, a, he's had a very interesting week, you could say, particularly with the West Tigers fans. This is what happened. I've, I've been pretty critical in the past about the, the Panthers just not having that ruthlessness about them and winning those little key battles um, throughout the game. But I've noticed a real shift. And Are you starting to see the signs that the team are learning how to win those key little battles in the big matches? Well, I think the best way to be able to do that is to actually get in the battles um, and what that's the, our, our consistency has been able to has allowed us to be able to get in you know be able to I guess practice those moments uh, there was mm-hmm. a game there a few weeks ago against Parramatta that um, you know we didn't we didn't handle well it was a five six minute period they scored three tries but we thought we learned a lot out of that and um, yeah in the game against uh, Big Metal, uh, some moments between South and again last week against the Tigers where yeah, we, we have uh, got better at that. So um, the fact that we've been consistent and been in the contest, uh, I think, allows you to yeah to learn from that and get better at those those key moments. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we think he's one of the buyers of the year, both Badge and I, Happy Chorus. There, and I used to listen to Trent Barrett wax lyrical about how how much he enjoyed coaching him at Manly. Have you found that he's had the same effect on you as a coach and also the playing group as a whole? Yeah, well, I was uh, I had the good fortune. To, have, uh, Coach Happy at Penrith uh, last time around. Um, he played in the grand final for the winning grand final for Strauss in 2014, and uh, we were lucky enough to pick him up the next year. Um, uh, 
both. Uh, yeah, but um, I actually. So I left after that was was <laughs> after that next year, and uh, mm. after he ended up in Miami, which I, yeah, which I, I certainly didn't think was was a good thing for Penrith, but yeah, it was good for him. And so to be able to get get him back uh, was yeah. I mean, I was all over that, um, and thankfully uh, he saw yeah a future out here, and um, yeah, he's been yeah. Well, I mean, it's not just actually not just what he does on the field. He's he's brought so much off the field as well. So. Yeah, definitely happy to have him with us. Yeah, now Nathan's game, I've uh, I've been really impressed with the sense of maturity in his game. Obviously, it comes with with experience as well, but he's playing that really slow to fast rate in his game uh, at the line when he takes a lane on an attack. Um, Nathan, is is the work with Trent Barrett he's been doing with him? Is that something that's slowly matured and entered his game because he's got a lot of Trent Barrett around about it? Yeah, definitely. Um, Baz has helped um, that a lot. Um, but uh, you know he's he's also he's in his fifth year of first grade, but he's only twenty two. Mm. So um, it's as you know, like the, the game slows down a bit as you get a bit older. And he's um, with Jimmy Maloney moving on. He's he is in full control now, so he gets to kind of touch the ball whenever he wants. And I think that helps to be able to feel like you know you can go at your own pace a little bit more rather than oh whenever I get the ball I need to do something. So um, yeah, I think it all adds up, um, but. Yeah, he'll only get better at that in the next, you know, four, six, eight years. Yeah. Are you expecting the cameras to be trained on you most of the time <laughs> this, this weekend, Ivan, <laughs> after last week's? Are you dirty uh, about that, that bit of an interaction with those Tigers fans? Yeah, I, well, I'm, you'd think I'd know better than the cameras, you know. I thought after the game, I wasn't thinking about cameras. But, There'll be three uh, on was, you at all times now. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, well, I won't be doing a belly ache, so that's okay. Um, <laughs> No, it was just one. Look, it was one guy. It was just one of those moments. Um, yeah, you know, it, it happened. But at least I've, um, at least I've given uh, everyone the, you know, some some ammunition for the next time we play them. Oh, I suppose. Previous, look, yeah. look out, mate. The fans know that you can be baited. Just be, you're gonna have to be back to, back to your very uh, solemn self. Hey, uh, one thing we, before we let you go, we've been talking about David Fafita and you know whether the Gold Coast Titans take him just for one year on over a million bucks because he's likely to go back to the Broncos. You mentioned before about sorting out your salary cap, and I know it's such a difficult thing. Would you sign a player like him, or would you sign him for for around a million or one point one million dollars for just one year? Yeah, well, I only, honestly only um, read this like half an hour ago, so um, I don't really know all the details. Uh, yeah, but what would, what, yeah. what could that potentially do to, to to your salary cap and your team? Would it be you know, could it be manageable? Or I would. would you... Well, if you're if you're spending a million dollars on someone, your cap is. Uh, built around that effectively. So, mm. um, I mean, that, yeah, it'd be, it's a big call. I mean, and, and you'd hope if he's, if you're paying a million dollars for someone, you hope he's giving you that sort of value, um, which if he's giving you that sort of value, the last thing you want to see him do is go to someone else after that. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, before... I, I don't know the details. Yeah, it's, I mean, big money from the Titans. It looked like he may stay at the, at the Brisbane Broncos um, just for on a one-year contract. But uh, just before we let you go, Stephen Crichton, really um, excited about his future. Ivy, he's worked really hard, hasn't he, to try and to try and nail down that uh, that key position in the centres. Sure has. Uh, I mean, Stephen was a very very talented junior. I mean, he's only yeah. nineteen now, but like through the junior ranks. Um, but uh, when he when he kind of came into our team at the end of last year, he was kind of pretty green in many areas obviously just kind of got through on talent and 
physical attributes and all that kind of stuff. But to his credit, he knuckled down. He's really coachable. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the results are there for all to see. But, I mean, the, the good news is he's, he's still got to fill out yet. And, um, <laughs> yeah, um, pretty exciting, yeah, for sure. Future's looking bright at Penrith. And Sats, that brings a smile to his face every time we talk about the Panthers. Ivan Cleary, coach of the club, thanks for joining us, mate, on Sports Day. Really, uh, really good of you to give up your time. No worries, guys. Great to talk to you. You're listening to Off the Bench. Bob Jane T. Mart's tyre and wheel specialists. We'll be back soon. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T. Mart's tyre and wheel specialists. Yeah, welcome back to Off the Bench. It's time to get to this. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our Off the Bench footy tips. Yeah, rightio. The rest of round night, uh, round nine, the Sharks versus Panthers. Good game, this. Good game. Um, the Sharks have had some wins, some good wins, but I don't really rate the the opposition that they've won against. Uh, they beat Manly without Tommy Trebojevic, Bulldogs, Gold Coast, but mm. Panthers are a completely different beast. I think the Panthers will win. All right. Um, Bulldogs versus Broncos. The battle for the wooden spoon. I, I'm telling anyone who listen, I reckon the Bulldogs will beat the Broncos purely because they are very enthusiastic. Uh, no Adam Elliott out for the rest of the year. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, when in doubt, I always pick... When in doubt, you always like to pick the home team. Uh, but I, I keep giving the Broncos a bit of a go. I, I picked You're the, a sucker for punishment. I picked mate. the Warriors last week, and I'm not going to do it again. I'm going to go the Bulldogs. I'm going to go with you. I just think you know, I think, think you're a lot more spirited than the Broncos. And I think that's going to – mate, yep. you, you can't tell me. Uh, the Broncos would be more nervous about losing – the Bulldogs will be really excited about winning. Yeah, it's a good point. And the Bulldogs yeah, will be point. going, this is our opportunity. Yep. We'll make it seven in a row. Um, what about the Raiders versus Storm? My God, what a game. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Another real good test for the Storm after that big game against the Roosters last week. They've got players that are used to backing up, so it won't be a problem. Uh, I'm going to take the Storm. I, I, I know the Raiders got the wood on the Storm. Well, they've beaten them three times in a row. Mm. Is it? Yeah, three times in a row. So... Uh, but I think the Storm after last week. I'll tell you why the Raiders will win. This why? will kickstart the Raiders' season because they are at home. The Storm have just been suntanning on the Sunshine Coast. They've acclimatised to a warmer climate. They're going to Canberra to play on a cold night. <laughs> Raiders for mine. <laughs> Knights versus Eels. Jesus, this is a good, good game, game Sunday, Arvo. Great game. Um, I'm going to take the. Uh, I'm going to take the Eels, but I'm not doing it with with. Great confidence because I love what this Knights side are doing. They lucky last week. The Knights? Yeah. Well, they weren't lucky. They What they did is they dug deep and they found something that you need to, you need to find in those in those situations. That, that was a depleted Manly team. It was, but it doesn't matter. They still had enough experience. Jake Tabojevic, um, you know, Daly Cherry Evans, uh, Danny Levi, these players that are – Marty Tapao, Adam Fanua Blake. They're all these players that – when Newcastle were on their heels, they were gone. They were but, out. They were on the ropes, and they couldn't put them away. Are they in the same league as the Eels? The Eels haven't put a foot wrong. The Knights mate. are absolutely, absolutely, they are. No, from not. yeah, from a level of team unity and toughness, absolutely. But if they lose this game, the Knights, they learn something from it. If the Eels lose it, um, They'll I learn think something it, from no, us. I think it's a shot to their armor. All right, uh, finally, Dragons versus Sea Eagles. I'm going to take the uh, Sea Eagles, but again, really tough one to pick. Yeah, radio. Uh, all right, we've got to do this. 
Before we go, on Off The Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? That's what are you looking for? I'm looking forward to that Knights versus Eels game. First game back at McDonald Jones uh, Stadium since returning from uh, the, yeah, the isolation. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, um, and the community's going to love that. Raiders versus Storm, I'm looking forward to. And a nice, quiet weekend, mate. That's Did you hear I'm... about Bellamy? So Bellamy has said he's pledged that if his mate Ricky Stewart wins for the fourth time in a row, he's going to run nude around a golf course. Oh, God. <laughs> now I'm, now I'm going for the Storm. That's great. Sats, thank you, mate. This has been Off the Bench for Bob Jane, T-Marts, Tyra and Will Specialists. Have a great weekend, everyone.